I'm Dr. Sterling. I'm a board certified OBGYN and mom. Welcome to the Becoming Moms podcast, where I give you the step-by-step to optimizing your physical and emotional wellness in pregnancy so you can create a nourishing environment for your baby, your family, and yourself. The information shared in this podcast is intended for general education purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard in this podcast. All right, lovelies, let's dive in to this week's episode. All right, let's talk about traveling while pregnant. I love to travel. My husband and I traveled a ton before we had kids, and we still like to travel a lot, but traveling while pregnant is different. So in this episode, I'm going to share my personal perspective on traveling while pregnant, what I will and won't do, and hopefully this can be helpful to you as you plan trips and traveling and try to travel while pregnant. So first of all, I have very difficult early pregnancies. I typically, you know, week four through week 20 are pretty rough. So I don't like to travel during that time because I need to eat so constantly. It's hard, especially if you're in a foreign country to to have access to food all of the time. I don't know if you've ever uh, traveled in Europe, but their restaurants are not just open all the time like ours are. They're, they have specific hours. So if it's 3 p.m. and you need a snack, you might not be able to find somewhere to pop in and get something to eat really quick. So that's one of the reasons, but really the big reason I don't travel in early pregnancy is because I just don't feel good. And I usually feel like I want to hibernate and I don't really want to interact with the outside world. Now, if I had a trip planned, it was already paid for, I'd probably go just because, you know, you're going to be miserable at home or you're going to be maybe a little bit less miserable in, I don't know, Hawaii paradise. But I wouldn't specifically plan a trip for when I'm in early pregnancy. So later in pregnancy, I typically have a little reprieve from feeling terrible. My last pregnancy with Hudson, I still, it was pretty rough the whole time. But still, you know, around those, you know, the early 20s, I felt the best. So, and that's not true for everybody, but if I was going to plan a trip and go somewhere, you know, on a, on a five plus hour flight, that's when I'd be looking to do it. Now, there is the issue of what happens if something happens where you go. So I am very cautious about where I will go once I have reached fetal viability. That means There is a potential that the baby could live outside the uterus. And if you're at a really, really good NICU, the line for viability is usually 23 weeks. Some 23-weekers can survive. However, if you are not at a high-level NICU, the the rates of survival for 23, 24-weekers are much lower. So I, during those really... Um, early weeks of viability, I don't really want to be anywhere that I'm not close to, you know, uh, a hospital. I don't want to be in some 
foreign country where, you know, I don't have trust in the medical system. Now there are foreign countries that I would go to in pregnancy, uh, but I wouldn't want to be somewhere that I didn't know a lot about their medical system. And, you know, for example, I would feel really comfortable in Japan during my pregnancy. I know, you know, I trained with someone who was Japanese and who had done their um, uh, medical school and residency in Japan. I know more about their their medical system. I, you know, the research that comes out of Japan is really high quality. So I would feel comfortable being there. But some other country that I don't have as much knowledge about I might not want to be there while I'm, I'm pregnant. I might not want to navigate their healthcare system because even if they were making the right calls, um, I might not, I wouldn't have the same trust. You know, if I was in Japan, I'd feel, okay, I can trust this. If I was in Canada, I would feel, yes, you know, uh, Israel. These are countries that I feel comfortable being um, pregnant in because I would trust their medical care. It's just, Medical care is not the same in all countries. Um, that's just the reality. Uh, you know, sterile procedures aren't the same. Uh, you know, the, listen, the United States isn't at the top of this list either, okay? Um, especially if you're uninsured. But um, in general, I have, I have trust of the American medical um, system when it comes to my individual situation as a whole, it's a podcast for another time. It's a podcast for another time. So, um, those early weeks of viability, I, you know, I just want to be close to somewhere that has like a legit NICU, you know, um, a NICU that, uh, could potentially save my baby if something, you know, difficult were, were to happen. Then later on in pregnancy, um, I, I, t- I will travel, but I don't like to go very far. So, you know, later in the third trimester, I'll go somewhere at 34 weeks, but I'm two hours max from where I live. And part of that is because I have, you know, I have worked as an OBGYN in Los Angeles and San Diego, two very popular vacation spots. And I have taken care of my fair number of people who came to LA and San Diego for a vacation and, you know, their water broke or they developed preeclampsia, something happened and then they had to do the remainder of their pregnancy out, you know, away from home. So I want to be kind of close to home, maybe somewhere that if what's going on isn't too bad, I could actually make it home to my home hospital. So I'm just cautious with it. Um, I, because I've seen what happens when people are away from home and they they get stuck in the hospital. Of course, this is super rare, y'all. This is super rare, but these are the things I see. So these are the things I worry about. And, uh, now I can share with you that this is a reality because all of the patients that I've taken care of in this situation did not realize that this was a possibility. They were really, they were like, I didn't even think about this. And so I'm sharing it with you. Now, if you are going to travel, uh, my number one piece of advice is keep it slow, keep it simple. Do not pack your day with activities. You know, just 
way underestimate what you can do in a day. You can always tack stuff on, but especially if you're planning your pregnancy, you know, say you're 10 weeks and you're feeling pretty good and you're planning a trip for when you're 26 weeks, don't assume that you're going to feel the same way. Assume that you're going to have some back pain, some pelvic pain, that you're maybe going to have some swelling in your feet and you're not going to want to walk around all day. Okay. So really keep the schedule to a minimum. Try to focus on vacations that are very relaxing, whatever that means for you. Okay. Um, the other thing is be very on top of your hydration. Okay. Bring along your favorite beverage container, perhaps with a straw, you know, don't, don't rely on the little water bottles that come in the hotel or the water bottles that they charge you $8 for bring your container. I will pack my empty Yeti in my um, carry on or I'll check it so that I have, you know, my big water container when I'm pregnant. So bring, bring the water, keep up on the hydration. You may want to think about not going to super hot places Uh, particularly if you're having any lightheadedness in your pregnancy, um, if you're feeling fatigued, just think about it because the heat can really make uh, pregnant people feel even more uncomfortable if you don't already know that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So think twice about the heat. I'm not going to the heat when I'm pregnant. Some people love the heat. I'm more of a 72 and sunny girl. I don't like to be cold either. I will say I did travel in the winter um, with Hudson and it was not, first of all, there is no such thing as snow gear for pregnant people. They don't make snow suits or, you know, snowboarding pants for pregnant people. Um, Not that I snowboard (laughs) y'all. I don't. Um, But I wanted to play in the snow with my kids. So I had to, I had to buy, you know, men's extra large bibs and kind of fit them over the belly, but it was tough. So yet, you know, if you're, if you're able to travel somewhere with really moderate weather where you can, you know, uh, drink water all day and take it really slow, that's really the ideal pregnancy vacation. That's what's ideal for me. It's also a great idea if you are traveling somewhere pretty far from home, you know, either like across the country or in another country to just identify where you would go if you had a pregnancy problem. So if you're staying at a hotel, reach out to the hotel and say, Hey, I'm pregnant. Do you have a, you know, some of the really nice hotels, they'll have a doctor, you know, on staff. Um, they're not like there 24 seven, but there's, they have a system where they can call them. So, um, you know, talk to them, you know, what hospitals are, are around you. If you're staying at an Airbnb, you can ask your host. I'm a big fan of Airbnbs um, when traveling, mostly because it's much easier to be at Airbnbs with kids. And there's Airbnbs that like they'll have um, actual, they'll have high chairs and pack and plays and that stuff. So even if you're a first time mom and you don't have kids, it's just a tip for later on. Airbnb is a really great way to travel when you have kids um, so that you don't have to bring all of the baby gear. And there's also companies in bigger cities that rent baby gear. But again, we'll do another traveling with kids podcast. This one's more for pregnancy. So yeah, those are, those, those are my top tips for traveling while you're pregnant. You know, 
consider staying close to home. If you're going to go international, get to know their medical system a little bit. Um, the, the countries that I would feel comfortable traveling while pregnant, and this is not, this is just based on what I know. These are, this is not an exhaustive list. These are the places that I trust and I know something about, but there's, there's many others. These are just mine. So obviously the United States, Canada, um, the England, the UK, France, Sweden, um, Israel, Japan. I'm trying to think if there's any others. Those are all the ones I have family in France and Sweden. Um, I've been to the UK and I know some um, physicians in the UK totally trust their system. I'm Canadian. So I, you know, trust the Canadians and their medical system and Americans and uh, Canadians work a lot together um, in research and stuff. But yeah. And Israel, of course, I mean, they're um, I've been to Israel. I've had a medical complication in Israel and uh, they, their medical advancements are amazing. So those are the countries. Oh, and Japan. Uh, those are the countries that I personally feel comfortable with. I know um, lots of people like to go to, to Mexico. Um, I always get questions about Zika um, for, you know, uh, for Mexico, for Central America and South America. Zika is not as much of an issue as it was, um, I, you know, if, Five years ago, when I was having Celeste, Zika was a much bigger thing. They have gotten Zika under better control in those countries because it was really about um, the mosquitoes were, were what was carrying or is carrying Zika. And they did some, you know, a lot of mosquito control. However, the risk hasn't disappeared. So, you know, I live in San Diego. I'm very close to Mexico. So is there that big of a difference between San Diego and, you know, 30 miles <laughs> across the border. I don't know, but, um, it is, it is not a zero risk, but it's, it's lower than it was five years ago. It's not, we're not seeing Zika cases the way that we used to. Um, of course, COVID is still a thing. Monkeypox is, is a new thing. Um, you know, COVID is spreads really easily. Monkeypox is not something that spreads as easily. Um, you really need to have contact with a person who has monkeypox and who has the rash um, or their bodily fluids. So, you know, stay away from sick people um, as you always should when you're pregnant, regardless of what kind of sickness they have. If they have a contagious illness, just stay away and wash your hands. You know, try to avoid touching your face as much as possible. That's it. Okay. So I hope this was helpful. Um, feel free, uh, to reach out to me over Instagram. If you're a member of Sterling parents and you have a question about your travel plans while pregnant, hop on over to the private Instagram account and send me a message and I'd be happy to talk you through your plans. All right, y'all until next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Becoming Moms. If you are looking for more support from me during your pregnancy journey, head over to sterlingparents.com to learn more about our membership. The Sterling Parents membership now comes with a private Instagram account where members can send me direct messages 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
pregnancy is hard. You deserve support. Head over to sterlingparents.com to get the best support available for your pregnancy.